Welcome to Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. And now, here's your host, Work Mom. Hello, everybody. I'm Lori Jovest. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Work Mom Says Don't Be an Idiot. Um, I'm here to help you play the emotional contact sport of business and learn how to experience more success and less drama. So let's get started. Today, we are going to talk about Elon Musk. And my premise is that Elon Musk is not any smarter than you. Matter of fact, he's not any smarter than a whole lot of people. So I want to kind of hit on how our culture really elevates the wealthy and thinks that if you're a wealthy business person, you must be really intelligent. And we're seeing a lot of examples of that, a lot of examples of people in our country in the U.S. being really impressed by really wealthy people and not realizing that maybe those people started out with a whole lot of money and maybe they aren't as smart as we think they are. And maybe if we didn't think everyone else was smarter than we are, we might try harder and do more new things and innovate more often, et cetera, et cetera. So um, a couple things. I had to do a SEO article for one of our clients about Elon Musk and how high is Elon Musk's IQ. And the reason that came up was because apparently that's something that a lot of people search for. And they wanted to get some Google juice from that question. How high is Elon Musk's IQ? Um, is he, you know, how smart is he? All those kinds of questions. So I was given the opportunity to go out there and dig into Elon. Um, who is he? What does he do? Why do people love him so much or hate him so much? I guess he's got like a personality that you either love him or hate him. And how smart is he really? And what I came up with was that Elon is has an IQ of 155. Yay, Elon. That is amazing. Um, that's a genius level IQ. And the average person's IQ is about 100. So that's telling. Um, people think Elon's really smart. Elon's pretty smart. Um, however, a couple of things to talk about. Elon um, started out with a whole lot of money. Elon comes from money. There's money in the family. There's emerald mines. A lot of the money he's made has been through buyouts, purchases, investments in companies where people were already making great things happen, like, you know, PayPal, Tesla. He hasn't invented anything, I guess you could say. So when you think of Elon Musk, don't think of him as being like somebody who's really innovating. He works really, really hard and he's obviously smart. But he's not necessarily that much smarter than the average C-level executive. And so let's talk about what they mean, that means to you. Um, most of you, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I have a 24-year-old son named Kyle who is um, a graduate from the University of Michigan. He graduated in 2020. He's out there making a really happy life for himself. Very proud of him. He's very happy. And he went to some really high-performing schools when he was um, starting out in third grade. And that's great. I love being surrounded by high performers. So I really kind of wanted my son to be surrounded by high performers because that gets you in the mindset of becoming a high performer. And Kyle always felt like through the magnet school he went to from third through eighth, 
at the high school he went to international academy he always felt like he was going to school with people that were really really smart and that meant that he wasn't quite as smart because he wasn't the fastest kid on the math quizzes and he wasn't the he had to plot along and do some work to to get things to to you know reach certain goals as he watched some of his you know fellow students that just zipped on through everything and yeah they studied but they just naturally seemed to have this habit you know or this ability to to succeed so he came out of college a little concerned like you know he went to university of michigan another high performing school mom you know i just don't know what it's going to be like out in the work world because i am not that high performer and I had to bite my tongue during a lot of conversations because it came up a lot and he was really worried. And I just basically told him, "Hon, you have no idea that when you get out in the real world, you're not necessarily working with a ton of high performers, maybe one in 10 or one in 20. But the average person that you run into at the office is not Elon Musk. They're not as committed. They're not as passionate. They may not be as intellectually smart. Um, they may not have really high EQs, which is your emotional intelligence. So the people that you run into at work are not going to be Elon Musk level people. Plus, there's some evidence out there that Elon might not be as smart in areas that you can work on. Um, there's several types of intelligence. One of them is emotional intelligence. And that's what we focus on here in this podcast is Emotional intelligence means you know how to be in positive, connected relationships with other people. You know how to predict what might happen. You know how to consider everyone's emotions and feelings in a situation. You know how to communicate. You know how to re-communicate. Um, you know how to hold your own emotions in check so that what you're doing is, is really positive when you're in a business situation, even when things get hard. So emotional intelligence is really, really important. And one of the things that I wrote down here is that Elon hasn't exhibited a whole lot of emotional intelligence. And I'm recording this um, on the 4th of July holiday in the U.S. And we just had a weekend where Twitter was basically throttled and people were getting a message that they'd exceeded their use um, for, for the day. To come back another day, come back another time, um, that paid verified posts would get more views. You know, if you were a paid person and somebody who was paying to get that little blue check mark, I think it's, I don't know, $8 a month or something, then you could see more content in any given day. And it just kept going and going. And then there was all this, you know, gossip about he's not paying Google for the cloud space for Twitter. I mean, who knows if that's true? Nobody knows. But it was this big conversation about how Elon kind of made an investment in Twitter of $44 billion and quickly came in and put his own lack of emotional intelligence on display. And that is something I would like to present in this podcast as a learning opportunity. It is a teachable moment to take a look at what Elon's doing and figure out how you can avoid doing those kinds of things in the future. So, so let's go through it real quick. One of the things that, that Elon did when he first came into Twitter was, you know, bring a kitchen sink, create some drama, um, let go of a whole bunch of people, argue with employees um, in the public square on Twitter, um, fire people that had a conflicting view of what he thought, um, just argue and basically publicly out himself as someone who, 
who likes to snap back at people, who likes to attack and who's very defensive. And that doesn't present an intelligent position. It doesn't present an intelligent leader when you're doing the kinds of things that even a high school kid may know better than to do. Um, snap back at something in the public square, don't do it. It's not, you know, it's an emotional reaction. It shows a lack of emotional intelligence. So teachable moment number one from Elon's uh, behavior. Um, there's a lot of things coming out lately about the Tesla and how the self-driving capability of the vehicle, I don't know the technical details about it, but how his engineers were coming back to him and saying, Elon, you know, the auto self-driving is not ready yet. That feature is not ready to go. We don't want to release it until it has this particular visual component. And Elon said, we're going anyway. And now there's all these problems with the Teslas and their self-driving uh, capabilities. And in spite of the fact that they continue to tell people a self-driving car still requires monitoring, you've got people that are, you know, I don't know if you've seen the videos on uh, Twitter, you know, YouTube, wherever, but there are people who are basically driving down the freeway in the driver's seat with their head lolled back, taking a nap. And, you know, the police car's going up beside him trying to get him to wake up and, you know, pulling the siren, doing all kinds of things to get them to wake up. And Elon's self-driving cars are not ready yet for that level of self-driving. So ugh, you start, if you dig in a little bit, you can find some stuff there that he just decided not to listen to his people. And in business, not listening to your people is a really huge sign of poor leadership. And listening to your people and letting them tell you what they know, because they're often like boots on the ground into the detailed situations that you as the CEO may be missing, um, or you as a coworker, even, you know, if you're not in a leadership position yet, listening to the people around you is what will make you informed and will contribute to your success. So listening is a huge component of EQ that uh, Elon's not exhibiting. A uh, couple other things. Let's see. Overworked and escapism. Let's talk about that. Okay, this is a teachable moment. That's what I like to call a teachable moment. A teachable moment here, people. Time for another teachable moment. I just read last week that Elon gives himself seven hours a day to sleep, um, shower, do everything else besides work. So he is a 17-hour-a-day worker. He wants all his people back in the offices, back in the plant. And he is, you know, committed and passionate, and he sleeps at work. Ugh. You know, I think most professional psychologists and medical professionals will tell you that if you don't give yourself a break, your brain is not performing at the level that it needs to for you to be successful. Maybe Elon's 155 IQ only, you know, denigrates down to 240 when he hasn't slept or he's not uh, giving himself any downtime. But if you've ever gone through a really extended busy time, um, maybe while you were studying for finals or you have a huge presentation due at the office and you are just pounding on those that keyboard, getting things done, but you're up till three in the morning and then up the next morning at seven and you just keep going, your brain will start to shut down and your physicality may even start to shut down. You will not be as healthy as you will not function as well cognitively 
You will not be as well rested. You will not be as calm and able to handle your emotions as you would be if you gave yourself enough time to rest, relax, and then get back to work because it's really important. It's important for your success in the office. Um, it's important for your success in life. So a couple more things. Let's see. Some of the things that I think are really interesting that he does really well. Again, more teachable moments. This podcast is just loaded up with teachable moments. Um, Mr. Elon is incredibly fearless. And when you're fearless in business settings, you will take more risks. You will ask for more because you won't be afraid of the no. Um, you will um, just take more chances. You'll be more innovative. You'll have those difficult conversations. You'll ask for things you want that you're not sure if the other person's going to say yes. Being fearless is something that Elon obviously does really, really well. And it's something that you can cultivate. Um, one of the mantras I have is feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. One more time. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Because things will come up that will scare you. But if you don't try, how do you know that you wouldn't have succeeded? And the only way to succeed is to take risk. Risk is really important to business success. So a couple more things. Um, Elon has a really high failure tolerance, obviously. Um, I, they just shot off a rocket. SpaceX shot off a rocket, I think, a month or so ago. And it went up in the air and exploded. And they were like, yay, look at all the things we learned. And they didn't complain or um, come out with any negative press really about the failed launch. They were very um, optimistic and said, hey, we got it off the ground. We got it up to a certain height. And now we go back and, and figure out why it crashed or why it you know, burned out. So uh, having a high fail to failure tolerance is really important. I have a really great friend that put out an event um, a couple weeks ago and very few people showed up. I mean, she got a venue, she had food, very few people showed up. The people that showed up were very important people. And so when we talked about her event the next day, there were three or four of us on our accountability call in the morning. And what I suggested is she's building her failure tolerance. She had an event and two people came and it's all downhill from there, meaning it will only get better. What did she learn? And we talked about unpacking it and looking at why that might have been. Um, a lot of times when you do online registration for events, people don't take it seriously. If you don't charge for the event, people may not feel bad about canceling at the last minute. Um, it was in the summer, in the evening. Is there a better time to have it? Are people more used to those kinds of events being on Zoom? So we kind of unpacked it. And basically what she learned was how to increase her failure tolerance. And that's important to success. It's also very important to EQ because when you take a chance and you ask for something, you may get a no. Or when you try something new, you may, may fail spectacularly. You may fail in such a big way that you lose a lot of money. It happens. But you don't know how successful you can be if you never try. So the last thing I want to talk about, about Elon and the last teachable opportunity we have here is he's got incredible tenacity. Okay, this is a teachable moment. That's what I like to call a teachable moment. A teachable moment here, people. Time for another teachable moment.
tenacity is a skill or if it's a skill or a talent or a mindset, but it basically means you never give up. You keep going, you stick to it, you go hard, you have people around you to keep you on track and you just don't stop. And that is tenacity. And I remember back when I was um, in television production, God, it's been 10 years now, but I spent a good chunk of my um, career in television production. And we were always trying to do things that had never been done before. The client comes to you with a script. They say, we have this idea. Let's do this. And you try to do it. And sometimes you fail. And sometimes the client needs something on a certain day and you can't find the piece of equipment that you need. And maybe this time you're just, you just don't, you can't fail. So you head out and call everybody you know, you go to other markets, you call every single person that you know in the production business, and you ask, and you find what is needed for your client. And when I was in production, I was known as that person that if you couldn't find a turntable, call Lori, she'll figure it out. If you can't find, you know, an uh, experienced script supervisor, um, you can't find a caterer for your shoot, call Lori, she'll figure it out. The reason was I was so incredibly tenacious. I was not giving up. I was going after things like, you know, like the, like a terrier, you know, like they say, a, a pit bull on a pork chop. And when you are that person that is tenacious and persistent and doesn't take no for an answer, you'll get more yeses than no's because that's sometimes what it takes to really get to that level of success is to ask. And when you fail, keep going. And when you fail again, be persistent, keep going. It's the kind of thing that will take you into a higher realm. If you're fearless, you have a high failure tolerance and you focus on tenacity, never giving up with those three things, you will move faster down the career path than anybody else. Because most people give up easy. They let fear rule their lives. They don't stick to things. If they fail, they, they struggle and suffer. Um, there's a lot you can do by focusing on those three particular things that Elon Musk has loads of. He is built for that kind of work. Everybody doesn't like him, but you can't say that he's not doing amazing things out in the world. Now, I'm a little upset about what he's doing over Twitter but that's a whole nother conversation. And all you have to do to find out what I think about Twitter is see me on Twitter. Um, there's a lot of work to be done there to get it back to what it was before he took on and, you know, made some crazy changes that impacted us all. So anyway, that's all I've got for you for today. A um, couple things to talk about before I wrap up completely. Um, my new book is on the shelves at Amazon and Barnes and Noble online. It's called Work Mom Says, Don't Be an Idiot, 38 Lessons You Don't Want to Learn the Hard Way. Seriously, you don't want to learn these lessons the hard way. Um, I share all the lessons I learned in my 20s and 30s and hopefully save you the trouble of doing some of the things that I did that weren't quite appropriate, didn't serve my career success, didn't really help me get where I wanted to go. So... Second thing, workmomsays.com has a um, contact form. I would love to hear from you. Please share what you'd like me to talk about. Do you have a guest you'd like to suggest? Would you like to be on the show? Would you like to sponsor the show? Workmomsays.com has a con 
contact form there for you to put that information in comes right to my inbox and uh, I'll get back to you. So, and besides that, um, please, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, any of those other platforms, please leave me some stars, reviews, make the world go round as podcasters. And I would love to grow this podcast into something a little bigger than it is. And only you can help me do that. So that's it for this episode. See you again soon. Thanks for listening to Work Mom Says. Don't be an idiot. For more information, you can email Work Mom at L-O-R-I WorkMomSays.com. That's Lori at WorkMomSays.com. And remember, <sighs> don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot.